The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction, and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reed. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast. I'm Hannah Fox. And I am stuffed. <laughs> He's totally stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. Alice Reed and we have just had a massive curry. Massive oh, it was curry. very good, wasn't it? It was very, very good. But my favourite part was watching Alice finish off the poppadoms at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was determined to not leave any poppadoms. And we'd ordered too many and they'd given us a lot more than we'd ordered. It, it was just <laughs> They'd given face. us about eight poppadoms. <laughs> and he just looked absolutely devastated as he forced these poppadoms into his mouth, unable to give up. <laughs> Oh, well. I got there in the end, though. You did. You did I very have finished well. the poppadoms, but this might be a slightly low energy podcast because I am stuffed. Well, you never um, know. It might suddenly kick, or the sugar and salt might kick in. You might be. Yeah, I've got fire. some minstrels, yeah. got some wine gums. That's all good. So, tonight we're watching a film that um, my friend Neil has been trying to get me to watch called Malignant by James Wan. Um,. If I ever knew anything about this, and I'm sure Neil's told me what it's about, I can't remember. So the trailer is going to be a complete surprise on me. Yeah, I I can't remember whether we talked about it or whether I looked looked up something about it. So I I did know something about it, but I'm in the same boat as you because now I can't remember. <laughs> so yeah, we do loads the of trailer. prep for these podcasts. So much don't prep, we? it's ridiculous. Um, but I feel like because Neil's wanted me to watch this for a while, mm. and I feel like we owe it to him. Because I know for a fact that he's listened to every podcast we've ever done. Oh, And it's the le- least fan. I can do. Yeah, yeah. No, he loves our podcast. We need to get him like a t-shirt made or something. No, he didn't, I don't <laughs> think he's ever listened to our podcast. <laughs> the way I like to imagine it is like he comes home from work and Mike's already waiting at the door. Yeah. And Mike says, Neil, I've had a pop-up on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and Neil goes, right, you get the takeaway menus. I'll open a bottle of wine. That's our evening sorted. And, uh, they, yeah, yeah. But what an evening. Yeah, yeah, but I, no, I don't think they listen to it. Fine. But maybe. We won't hold it against them. <laughs> maybe this episode will win them round. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I'm not sure I've got the energy to win anyone round. <laughs> oh, no, I'll edit that out. That's high energy. We're a fun yeah, podcast. Yeah, come on. We're a positive podcast. It's all good. So I reckon. Oh, I've got a funny quiz for you later as well. Oh, I'm looking forward really to that. Really looking forward yeah. to that, yeah. Love one of your quizzes. Um, all right, so I guess we're just going to have to watch the trailer mm. and, uh, yeah, see what Malignant's about. Yeah. Well, actually, before we do, have you seen any good horror films since we last spoke? Oh, no, I haven't, Anne. What about you? Well, I started watching... That's a bad sign. No, 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 it's a good sign, actually. It was more that... So, I started watching on Netflix. There is a... It's like a three three films, but they're all... You kind of have to watch them as a set because they all kind of link together. 
Um, and it was called Fear Street. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. So I was drawn to it because the first one was called Fear Street 1994. And I kind of, I'm, you know, I love the 80s and 90s. And I just was like, oh, that kind of looks cool. Um, you know, and a bit like, it was almost a bit, bit of a kind of like slasher film feel to it. So I thought I'd give it a go. Um, but I watched one and two. And I thought we weren't going to be able to do it this week. So I thought I'd be able to watch three before I spoke to you. But I haven't. So, so what are the other two? What are the other two so in the franchise? It's 1994. Um, and then it goes to 1978. And then the end one's like 1666 or something. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I won't spoil it too much. But the kind of basic story is they're, um it's like a group a group of kids. They live in this town called Shadyside. And the town is, everyone says it's cursed by this witch. Um, and as you're kind of going through it, a lot of people get murdered. And it is quite like a typical slashery sort of feel to it. And But you're not sure, is it the witch? Is it just people getting murdered? And these kids are kind of trying to, like they're high school age. They? They're trying to like find out why this is happening, and whether it is a curse or not. The 78 one, they go back, the, the kids trying to like find out whether they can stop this curse. They go back to someone who survived what they think was the curse in 78. And she tells a story of what happened to her. Oh, so that's like done in flashback. The yeah. whole film's a flashback. And I think that 1666 is the story of the witch. Yeah, the brilliant. The original witch. So I'm enjoying it. Like I, it wouldn't be for everyone because it is a bit like teeny. And actually, when I was watching it, I thought it kind of reminds me of when I was younger, the, like the goosebump stories. And then I realised it was said like based on stories by R.L. Stein, and I was like, oh, okay. So Fear Street is yeah. Oh wow! So I was like, oh, okay, that's why I feel that way. But actually, I've been really enjoying it, and I think it's just easy, fun, good story, good little tale going on in the background. Um, quite fast paced, good fun. I'd recommend it. Yeah, so, yeah, so I've been watching that. That's probably the only thing which, I've watched since. Of the but... two you've seen, which has been the best? I liked 94, but I think that was because I like the 90s. I, I think it's, and, and I preferred the 78 ones all about they're in a camp, like a campsite. And I just, you know, the, the big American camps. And mm. I just preferred the one where it was just kind of like they're running around their little town and things are happening. But they're both good. So, yeah, and brilliant. they fit together. So they could almost be one long film, I think, from what I've seen so far. So. So yeah, that's just on Netflix and yeah, easy watching. Yeah, superb. Good recommendation. Thanks. So before we get into watching the trailer for Malignant, I actually have a bit of, I think, exciting horror film news. Mm. So you know we've talked in the past about the revived Hammer films. Yep. And how we've enjoyed their horror films, but they don't really feel like the old Hammer films. They're not like your classic Dracula or... Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, last November, Hammer Films got together with a company called Network Distributing and started a new company called Hammer Studios. And a film that they're going to release, they've acquired the UK rights for a new modern reimagining of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by the Be Good Picture Releasing Company, I think it's called. But it's called Dr. Jekyll... And it stars Eddie Izzard as Dr. Nina Jekyll. And I think that'd be a perfect fit for Hammer. 
Oh, I think that'd be great. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, back in the day, they did at least two films about Dr. Jekyll, and one of them was Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Yeah. So they've got, um, you know, they've got some previous in terms of doing a gender swap Dr. Jekyll. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what this new Hammer Studios company does because net- network distributing um, specialise in restoring and re-releasing old classics. And I think Hammer is going to shift focus a bit towards sort of curating their existing catalogue of content and also adding to it. And if this is anything to go by, I think the the stuff they add to their catalogue maybe will be a bit more in keeping with the classic catalogue. Excellent. I hope so, because I love the classic catalogue. So yeah, this yeah. is a good sign. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like Eddie Izzard. Oh, me too. Right, well, hopefully Malignant is as good. I'm sure it will be. Should we have a cheeky little look at the trailer? Let's do it. Okay, we'll see you on the other side of the jingle. That looks incredible. That's incredible. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, Brillo. <laughs> oh, wow. Neil, I have to apologise. I don't know why I've put put off watching this film for so long. Wow. Um, I don't that is I... the most instantly awesome horror trailer I've seen for a long time. I was going to say, I don't think I've seen a trailer that good for ages. As yeah, it was going yeah. along, I was just like going, yes, 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 yes. This yeah, looks yeah. incredible. Yeah. So as far as I can tell, it's about a woman who is having dreams where she sees people being murdered and then she w- wakes up and it turns out they've been murdered for real. And she thinks her childhood imaginary friend, Gabriel, mm. has come back and is killing people and is after her as well. Yeah. I think I about, just about summed it up. Um, but the, obviously the story sounds really interesting and the plot sounds good. But all like the special, special effects. effects. Oh my God, brilliant. So it starts off, she's sat on a sofa... Looking like, understandably, she's shit in her pants. Yeah, we would be. Wouldn't well, we? the room around her just turns... I, d- I don't know how to describe it. It's a bit like Silent Hill, where the yes. room around her, the walls are just like crawling Crum- and turning Crumbling into and sort of... Reforming in an evil-looking way. Almost like when paint kind of runs. Yeah, That sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, really, really nice effects, though. And obviously there's some kind of creature after them and but you don't really see it properly just in this black weird shape kind of contorting yeah yeah you see somebody doing a weird backward spider walk into a hole in the wall or yeah, something something there's a lot going on a lot to take in creepy video of her as a child talking to gabriel her imaginary yeah, yeah. friend and i really want to know more about that story because you know i love a a good plot yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no i thought that looked fantastic but really scary. It looked like it had really sort of stylish, almost a little bit Evil Dead 2 style, stylish camera work. I can see that. You know, camera jumping around in quite energetic ways. Mm. Um, I also noted that it was from the makers of a lot of other really good films. Yeah, yeah. Like Saw, The Conjuring. Insidious. Insidious. Yeah. Yeah, somehow this one completely passed me by, but it looks... Me too. Really? I'm not, I only heard about it when you mentioned it. So thanks, Neil. Yeah. Fingers crossed it's a goodie. Yeah, yeah. What are you going for, uh, star, so, star predictions? Obviously, I'm hoping it'll be a five. Mm. I'd give the trailer five. I'd give stars. the trailer a five. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it will fall, fall afoul of the classic problem for 
high budget horror, which is that it's going to be amazing all the way through, but the ending will be a bit of a letdown. But I think it's going to be four and a half. I think I'm, I agree with you. I hope it's a five, but yeah. that does off, we, we are often burned by that, aren't we? So, yeah. yeah. But I can't stress enough that trailer, mm. five star trailer. I just that would make loved me, it. if I'd seen that before, that would make me go to the cinema. Do you know it, what I mean? If we were in the cinema to watch a film and that trailer came on, mm. I would walk out and go and see Malignant instead. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be the best trailer I've ever seen for a horror film. I totally agree. I was just like, I mean, I know we're going over the top about this trailer, but it could not be... Go and watch it. It could not be more true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right, well, without any further ado, we'll cut to the jingle. And on the other side of it... Oh, what am I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'll try that again. Right, well, without any further ado, we're going to go watch Malignant by James Wan. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of the jingle to tell you what we thought. Well, we're back. I thought that was a masterpiece. I loved it. So <laughs> that much. Absolutely. I absolutely loved Amazing. it. Amazing. And do you know what I really liked? You know, we a lot of the sort of really high profile acclaimed horrors to come out recently, people are almost trying to put them in their own genre, calling them elevated horror. And mm. I do I do love films like that. Films like Saint Maud. Oh yeah. His house. Um the witch, you know, all that sort of stuff. But here we have a film that's just, no, no, we are going to do a regular horror film. It's going to be silly in parts. It's going to be over yeah. the top in parts, but we are just going to do it so well. It will blow your mind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely brilliant stuff. I loved it. What a great idea. Fantastic. Yeah. Really interesting idea. And I agree. I think some people, some people won't like it because they will think some bits of it are silly and over the top. But, you know, to me, it just kind of made me think of films like some, sorry, some parts of it made me think of films like Evil Dead, for instance, you know, where it's like, you know, that kind of very much uh, sort of animatronic skeleton kind of thing going on. Um, (laughs) But like, I just, I just thought it was brilliant actually because of that. It kind of made me think of some of the kind of the horrors from the past, but with a new sort of modern twist yeah because it was so beautifully filmed i mean my god yeah yes it was stuff like i think they built a version of her house with no roof on do you think so they could just scan actually it was probably cgi it wasn't (laughs) but where they had the the top down view of her running around the house Mm. in a panic going from room to room and the camera was pointing directly down like floating between the rooms, but you couldn't do that in real life in the real house because they'd be like the like the loft floor yeah, in the way. Yeah. And well, I've absolutely done that no justice at all in my explanation, but it was mm. superb. And there was some really superb photography and very stylish direction. It was a pleasure to watch. So much so that I actually wasn't scared because I was just no. enjoying it so much and marveling at it so much. That I didn't want to do my usual horror film thing of looking through my eyes. Yeah. Because I almost like didn't want to miss like a, a single little visual flourish. Yeah, I agree. I was gripped. Like we were saying it was slightly longer than some horror films. 
Because you always say 90 minutes is the sweet spot. Right, 80 is the sweet spot. Sorry, 80. 90. Over 90, I start to get a bit grumpy usually for a horror film. Yeah. But I just thought I could have kept going. I was kind of a bit like, oh, I'm I'm sad that it's over now. So let's talk about the splot. Yeah. Did I say splot? You did say splot. Right, let's talk about the plot (laughs) and go straight to spoilers. That was what I was trying to say. But we're going to concatenate that all into one new concept. Nice. Lovely word. Splot. Splot. Plot with spoilers. Um, Okay, so the splot was Mm. (laughs) um, this woman, Madison, her name is, although we later find out that her real name was Emily um, because she was adopted when she was eight. Basically, now, what I loved about this film, you and me, between us, worked out the plot before (laughs) the film had started properly. (laughs) Like, because... We literally, because there's this cold opening in the hospital where, like, they've obviously got some sort of psychic patient who's killing everyone. Yeah. But then when you see them, they've sedated and restrained it. You get a glimpse of feet, which are like a child's feet with socks on. And it's obviously a child. But then you get a glimpse, um, a glimpse through, I think, like, not a neck curtain. Like a, like a, one of those, like, almost like butcher's curtain hospital hospital yeah, curtains yeah yeah yeah, yeah the see-through curtain of something that's obviously a monster and that's like a cold opening and then it does the proper credits and i said to you i bet it's conjoined twins it's a parasitic twin mm. because the the feet look like a, a normal boy mm. but then you saw this glimpse of the monster so i think that's a parasitic twin on mm. a normal boy and you said or oh, girl i said how do you mean and you said well it, it could be the main character <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, I think you're right. So, so between us. Yeah, between us. Yeah. We completely, within minutes, we were like, okay, we know what's going on here. We were like, congratulate, congratulating each other. Very smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, like saying, <laughs> I think we've got this stitched up. Um, so when she was a child, she had this evil parasitic monstrous twin. And they ended up removing it from her in an operation. And then she went off to, like, join a normal family. But... um when they removed the parasitic twin, they had to leave a bit of it inside her brain. And that has basically been talking to her and giving her visions and stuff. So it's, it almost plays like a demonic possession movie, but the demon is the remains of her own parasitic twin that was removed from her when she was a child. But even though we worked that out, mm. there's no way I could have foreseen how big and ballsy and violent and grand guignol, grand guignol. <laughs> the final act would have been that was extraordinary yeah there was something um quite matrix about it wasn't there yeah, like, yeah. Um, the action scene was great like a uh, matrix of crouching tiger hidden dragon something like that this like kind of force within her that's yeah, just yeah. so powerful and and because like voldemort style <laughs> in the f- Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. When he wakes up, because wh- I don't think what we quite guessed. No, we didn't. Like, no. we thought he'd come back as maybe some sort of ghost mm. or something. And I remember you saying, how's he got a body? <laughs> and what's happening is, these visions she's having of him killing people is actually, he wakes up on the back of her head, like Voldemort, mm. and then takes over her body but running around backwards, but just ninja killing people. And it gets very graphic. Like he's like snapping people's arms and bits of bones are plopping out of their (laughs) arms. Um, And he like, 
dislocates her limbs, doesn't it? Yeah, so you yeah. can use them. Do you know it reminded me a bit else of, apart from The Matrix? Mm. Did you ever have a Sega Dreamcast? I didn't have one, but I remember playing on one. Did you yeah. ever play a game called Soul Calibur? Mm. I, I remember it vaguely, but I don't know if I ever played it. There was a really creepy character in that called Voldo, mm. who had a really weird way of walking. And when her the back of her head wakes up and she's walking around backwards in this weird way, remind me a bit of Voldo. Yeah, okay. But that's not going to mean much to you. No. YouTube it when you get home. All right, I'll have a look. I think as well what we kind of missed out there is that this evil twin was dormant for like 30 years or however long. Yeah, yeah. So at the beginning, she doesn't really have any clue what the hell is going on because she's been, she blocked out the early memories. Didn't yeah, she? And yeah. then from the age of eight, she's been living with this lovely family. And it's only the fact that her abusive husband like whacks her head against the wall and it wakes, wakes up uh, the twin. So that was quite cool. Cause although we guessed that very early on, that didn't ruin it for me at all. Because like no. I say, it was still a lot of, we were still trying to figure out, well, what else? How has he got a body? Yeah, What's yeah. going on? It really impressed me how much it surprised us, given how quickly we got the core. Yeah. And I tell you what, when they revealed, cause they found some old tapes of when she was at the hospital where they were studying her. When it finally reveals the fact that she's got this parasitic twin on her back. It really was quite freaky, yeah, was even though we knew freaky, it was coming, because yeah. we didn't know what it would look like. And it, even when they did that, it was freaky, but it was also kind of funny, because like I was saying about being a bit evil daddy, it was like this sort of skeleton stuck to the back of her with these funny little arms, like T-Rex arms, waggling yeah, yeah. them up and down. So it was funny, but it was actually scary and a bit weird as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, ooh. So what, it, yeah. one thing I was going to dock half a star for, mm. but I'm not going to now. So I remember when I first saw Gabriel, the parasitic twin's name is, running about. I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm sold on the design of the antagonist. It's a bit cheesy. But now that I know that it was actually Emily Stroke Madison mm. walking around backwards with his head on the back of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but a couple of things that really surprised me. First of all, when the police officer, um, what's his name? Officer Shaw. Kakoa. Kakoa Shaw, yeah. When he encounters him at the murder scene, I thought, oh, fuck, that's it, he's fucked, he's mm. dead. Because we, we didn't know who was going to live or die. But instead, he sort of manages to fight Gabriel off. And then there was a really long, really exciting chase sequence where Gabriel's doing this sort of mad backwards parkour. <laughs> and like that... I just wasn't expecting that scene. I thought I, at that point, I thought I had the measure of the film, which was, okay, well, when you encounter Gabriel, you die. No, he made a pretty good fist he out did. of chasing him. It was pretty good. Uh, and the other thing that really surprised me was just the end, starting in the prison cell where Madison's locked up with what I can only describe as the cast of an 80s gang movie. <laughs> And when Gabriel, you finally see what's going on, he wakes up on the back of her head and she kills everyone. That was a great scene, just the action in that scene. Yeah, it was really well choreographed, wasn't it? It was yeah, quite yeah. beautiful to watch, actually. Yeah. It's a strange thing to say, but yeah. Do you know what? I might bulk up beautiful, but I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Oh, all those bones and all those bones are cracking yeah. and eyeballs popping out. But yeah, something quite... I don't know. It, beautiful is the wrong word for it, but 
I remember thinking the same thing in, um, there was a scene in Kill Bill in volume one where she fights the crazy 88. You ever see that? Is that the one? It's, um, Tarantino and Uma Thurman. Oh, I know the film. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of the scene. So she's is in that... the yellow, the very kind of iconic yellow cat suit. Is she in like a Japanese like temple yes. or something? Yes. Yeah, like yeah. a Japanese restaurant, I think it is. Oh, okay. And she's fighting off this massive gang. But that is very similar. It's like, you know, bones flying off. She's cutting people's legs off and stuff. But it's almost like dancing. And I think that, you know, is a similar sort of thing. The moves are quite, even though it's gross... The moves are really graceful and slick. Like and sort of like, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that was really well done. Some beautiful framing as well in that film. You know, just like the, how they shot that was really well thought out. And it was yeah. just, yeah, someone had a, who had a real eye. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I thought that was superb. Mm. Is there anything about it you didn't like? No, not really. I mean, I questioned things and then I kind of changed my mind. A bit like you said, like, do I think that's silly? Oh, and then as it, the film went on, I was like, oh, no, actually, no. I quite like that. I like yeah. how that... Um, I, I questioned. It doesn't didn't take anything away from it. But I questioned why he was so blooming strong. But, I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take anything away from me. Because he was very quick and strong i guess you could say you know how does he he's broadcasting his thoughts that's true you you know he obviously has some sort of supernatural Supernatural abilities and i guess super strength is one of them also he's possibly accessing different bits of the brain that she wouldn't be able to yeah like the the hulk parts of the brain exactly yeah so i was i I wasn't really you know i questioned it and then i went oh i don't care um so I tell you what, I'm giving it a five stars. I'm giving it five stars. It, but yeah, I wouldn't, great. if we graded on a percent, I mm. wouldn't be giving it a hundred percent. So there's, there's nothing I could complain about that'd be worth docking half a star for, but a couple of very small things. So Madison's sister, Sydney, breaks into a hospital. She does it at night for Madison. Oh yeah, we were minutes. like, oh come on, Sydney. Yeah, go, go in the day. Go in the day. Um, and there's a scene where it like cuts to her. In the the old hospital, so this is the hospital where Madison was as a child, and um, she finds like a room which just has boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes and files, and she literally opens one box and reaches in and pulls out a file, and she says Emily May, which is Madison's <laughs> real name, and we were like, oh, well, that was lucky. You know, she could have been there. She could have been there for weeks looking for that. But then I did also think after we were laughing about that, she could have pulled down a box that said Emily May. It would have taken a while to find even that. Yeah. Even if they were alphabetically ordered. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a point. But um, it didn't bother me that much. I agree, though. I wouldn't have given it like 100 out of 100. Yeah, yeah. But it was pretty, you know, I couldn't, there was nothing I didn't like like about it or no, complain about it it was just very well done i actually think that might be the only thing i didn't like about it that <laughs> one mo- that one moment moment there must be something else not really because everything else that i could complain about if i wanted to complain about it was like what i said at the beginning it's like no no we're, we're just making a regular horror film we're not mm. trying to make elevated horror so yes there will be some things that if you had your most sensible head on might seem a bit silly but that's 
you know, that's part and parcel of the genre. The film knew what it was. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like I can point to any moments and go, that was silly. And the film was trying not to be silly. Like even the beginning, the beginning was very hammy. He's broadcasting his thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was, but I, yeah, I think it worked. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely worked. Oh, the only other thing I didn't like, for some reason, like the whole film looked beautiful. Apart from the fact that they were the hospital that we saw in the first scene, which Sydney goes to to investigate, seemed to have been a hospital from like a ten year old video game. <laughs> it was a very CGI hospital. It looked like it could have been like Arkham or something, you know, like Gotham City, Batman. Yeah, yeah. It was very like over the top. But out of a Batman video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I, I, I agree with you. I think they could have toned that down a bit. But at the same time, you know, it was a big creepy hospital and that's what you got. So. You can almost imagine, though, because I think the film just had a very powerful sense of vision. Mm. Like, you know, James Wan knew exactly the film he wanted to make. And I can almost imagine, like, a location scout coming to him with loads of, like, really credible-looking creepy hospitals. And he's like, guys, guys, just CGI me. Yeah. A big... Yeah. Massive creepy, yeah. you, you know, that's what I want. Mm. That's what I want. Oh, well, well, it will have to be CGI. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I don't want any of these real hospitals. Yeah, I think, like you say, maybe you just wanted it to look very over the top. Yeah, over the top, exactly. Yeah. But like knowingly over the top yeah. rather than as a deficiency. Um, so yeah, I'm not even sure I can say I didn't like that. There must be someone we can slag yeah. off. Because our po- podcasts are always better when we're taking the piss out of stuff. Yeah, I know, but I mean... I... It's a good job I've got a funny quiz this well, week. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to do that. No, I literally, I'm racking my brain. And even at the time, I was thinking, you know, there'll be something here. But I, no, sorry, sorry to disappoint. What was your favourite part of the film? Mm, I quite... Well, I quite liked it in the prison. Um, Me too, yeah. Where they had the big fight scene in the prison near the end. I think that was pretty good, and it had been building up to that. Yeah, the first time we see Gabriel waking up and taking over a body. Mm. And because, honestly, I was thinking, I thought I thought you and me knew exactly where this film was going. Yeah. This has still surprised me. This is awesome. I was not expecting that. So, Thomas Thomaser, what do you think other people would have given it? I don't know. I'm going to go for 73%, but I think the peop- I think those 73% are positive reviews will be glowing. But yeah. I think there will be a significant minority of people who just hated it. I mean, the sort of people that would not like anything like Evil Dead or something that's a bit off the wall. The sort of people who just aren't happy with anything. They would have to have it absolutely factual. And yeah, I'm even, yeah, I agree with you. I think it'll be, I'm going to go 68 Okay. Just because I just have a feeling there will be some people who just aren't able to kind of enjoy the slight silliness. Yeah, buzz kills. Buzz kills. You get buzz kills and buzz killington. <laughs> buzz killington, yeah. <laughs> well, wow, okay. Yeah, let's go yeah. rotten to Mars right. and see what see what percentage you got. I hope. I hope it. I hope, I hope I'm, I'm wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hope it like. Agree. I hope it's got ninety six percent. I feel really energized after watching yeah. that film. Yeah. I, like I wanted to go it. and do some kung fu. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm very slow. Okay. So, oh, 
Okay, Tom, Tom, Seventy-six percent. Ooh. So you were very, very close. Wow. Um, and the audience score. Do you want to have a guess? I couldn't begin to guess. Fifty-two. Bullshit. I know, absolute bullshit. Yeah. Right, let's see what they've said. Right, we could start with some splodges. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're always more fun, aren't they? Okay. Jenny Nolf from the Austin Chronicle says, Malignant isn't a good movie, but the bones of its giallo salute. What the fuck is that? <laughs> giallo is, is that a um, thing? It's Italian for yellow. Oh. That doesn't explain it. <laughs> I haven't... Okay. Basically, it's a genre of film. But they called it giallo. I think it was originally a genre of novel. I think they were just these sort of mass market lurid violent paperbacks. I think they all had yellow covers. Oh, okay. Um, or may- maybe it was films from the start and they came in yellow cases. But they they called them yellow movies, giallo. Stuff like Dario Argento. Okay, is yeah. a famous yeah. giallo guy. I don't know what salute means in this context. Well, let's go. Let's try this again. <laughs> See if we can get to the end of the Jenny, sentence. Jenny, honestly, breaking my heart, right? Malignant isn't a good movie, but the bones of its giallo salute are just outlandish enough to make one wonder if the obtuse moments are purposeful. God, Jenny, I mean... <sighs> God. Yes. Okay. Let's see what Lyra... I, I'm, I'm, I've got no words for Jenny. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. No words at all. Right. This is Lyra Hale from Fangirlish. Lyra says, Malignant left us speechless, unable to process what we just watched or who pitched this. Okay. Is that a splodge? Yeah. Because to me, that sounds I mean, like high yeah. praise. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree totally. Like, totally. Yeah. 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 Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Right, so another one. Bear with, bear with. Brian Eggett from Deep Focused Review says, Malignant aims for a sensory overload, but not in the delightful ways of Argento or Mario Bava. Probably another giallo person. <laughs> another giallo. Um, I feel like they don't have a lot to say. Okay, Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy. The freaky twist deep the freaky twist deep into the story will elicit delighted gasps from some viewers and involuntary giggles from other audience members indeed. Much of the movie operates on the tightrope of reactionary uncertainty. My indeed was in the wrong place there, but you get the truth. So is that a splodge? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think any anyone's got I mean obviously this isn't the full review, but still. Should we have a red tomato? Let's have a tomato. I mean, these people just don't know what they're on about. No. Bert Peterson from Sci-Fi Now says, Conjuring up the feelings of a late 90s, early noughties throwback to postmodern slasher horrors, Malignant is self-aware without resorting to the usual meta-cynicism. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he's not really honed in on what makes it awesome there. No. Okay, Douglas Davidson from Elements of Madness says, Thing is, the people that loved it, loved it. But where the people that hated it seemed to dig in with malice, those who loved it recognised its failings and loved it all the more for it. I couldn't even think of any failings. No, but I think what he, I think what he's saying is what we were talking about. 
like yeah. the bits that people might slate, we thought made it even better. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. what I think. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Vinny Mancuso from Collider says, This movie feels like something you'd find at the very back of a video store in 1987. I love it so much. Gabriel should be the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, couldn't do a worse job, right? I, honestly, but out of all the reviews snippets we've read so far, that is the one yeah. that resonates the most with me. Uh, Josh Winning from Radio Times whoop, whoop, says, A fun B-horror with neat prosthetics and a generally slick look. This is a moody, if wildly daft, entry into the horror canon. Sure. So I almost feel a bit let let down by the Red Tomatoes as well. Yeah, I, I think no, people a bit vague. haven't quite grasped how brilliant this is. Yeah. Um. So there was no rental option, so I bought it. I will watch it again. Do you think? Yeah. I reckon I'll show it to people. Yeah. Well, I was going to say. I think I would say it'd be. I think it'd be a good talking point one actually. Yeah. I mean. I think I don't feel like anyone absolutely cut it deep anyway. They either sort of liked it or just it didn't quite do it for them. Wow. So there we go. No, yeah, if we were doing percentages, I'd be giving it 96. Yeah, I think around the 90 mark, high 80s into the 90s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. I feel like we've been a bit boring because we just liked it. Yeah. Really liked it. What more can you say? Well, I think what might mm. save this podcast, Han, mm. is have a jingle <laughs> just to put a little bookend yeah. on this part of the pod. Let's do a funny quiz. All right, Han, are you ready for a, a funny quiz? I'm so ready. Okay, so for anyone at home who's never heard one of these before... Basically, we do a quiz based around films with punning titles. Mm. And usually there's some element of true or false or multiple choice. Well, we'll just play the game. Do you know what? They'll get the hang of it soon enough. (laughs) Um, The way we're going to do this, so for each point you get, we're going to put 10p in the jackpot. And then at the end, there's one question. And if you get it right, you get to take the jackpot home. Oh, exciting. Oh, stakes have been raised. Yeah, depending on what change I can find, I might have to round it up to a quid or something. Um, But we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't worry because I owe you like 20 quid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For each each question you get right, I'm going to remove 10p from what you owe me. Love it. Okay. So question number one, this is the plot summary from IMDb. A fame-seeking televangelist and his film crew team set out to find the fabled Noah's Ark, but discover it is guarded by both an ancient curse and a prehistoric great white shark. (laughs) More sharks. (laughs) Yeah, more sharks. (laughs) So it's multiple choice. Oh, okay. Is the film called... Shark ADM. Oh. Jaws for Thought. <laughs> yeah. Noah's Shark. Oh, okay. Shark of the Covenant. <laughs> so good. There Will Be Flood. Oh. 
Oh my god! This just gets or hand wild card scenario. Did I make it up? Oh god! <laughs> I thought I was getting the hang of this, but now I know you so completely no- floored me. Yeah, normally it's true or false. Yeah, or I, I can tell deal you, with that. It's a real film, but what what's the name? I've now combined them into one very difficult format where it's multiple choice, but I might have just made the film. Oh, and they're all really good as well. What is your obsession with sharks, for one? I don't know. (laughs) I I just think shark rhymes with quite a few things. So last week we had Raiders of the Lost Shark, Mm. and I think that was my favourite punning film title. I was just thinking. And that was a real one. I didn't even make that up. I did like that. But I was just thinking, do you remember that? Did you ever watch Friends? Oh, Chandler, Chandler and his shark porn. You knew where I was going. Yeah, I've, no, I've not gone that far yet, Han. Phew, okay. I mean, what you do, you know, I'll, I'll still be a friend, it's okay. <laughs> Whatever you like. Anyway, back to quiz, back to quiz. I think, I want to go with number one, because I like that. Shark ADM. Shark ADM. I mean, I like them all, but I'm going to go number one. Bad news, Han. <gasps> It's Noah's shark. Ah! Yeah, so no points so far. I also like that will be flood. (laughs) (laughs) All right, for a bonus point, is the film's tagline, Shark ADM, Mm. get to higher ground, some things are better left buried, or the animals went in two by two, hurrah, hurrah, a televangelist and a film crew. Hurrah, hurrah. Uh, I think it should have been that. I don't reckon it is that. I think it's... Something's about left buried. No, it's ah! get to higher ground. Ah! Yeah, it's, it's the other non-funny one. I, that's what I knew. <laughs> you know, I knew I, that's what I was thinking. It's not going to be a funny one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I reckon it's that. Ugh. But it should have been the last one. Come on. That so, was, question yes. one. Yeah. Nothing in the the prize fund. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really good sound effect. Um, Okay, are you ready for question two? Yep, come on. After atmospheric catastrophes send Los Angeles into chaos, three groups of survivors who escape the city must put aside their differences to face a series of apocalyptic events. As they learn to work together, they are faced with an even greater nightmare. Giant gravity swells that contain thousands of giant killer bees. Intent on ushering in the end of the world. Can killer bees be intent on things? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I That's a have... weird word to use for yeah, killer bees. I wouldn't have thought their brains were large. No, enough, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think they just sort of do it without thinking. Yeah. Okay, so that's the plot summary from IMDb. Is the film called Carpe BM? <laughs> yeah. Bees the day. <laughs> El Bino. Tsunami. Oh. Live fast, die stung. Oh, that's a good one. Or wildcard scenario, did I make it up? I think it might be Tsunami. You've won 10p. Yes! Oh, you've opened your account. Yes! Come on! Yeah. Brilliant. You're off the starting line. Okay, for another 10p, Mm. bonus question. Is the tagline, survive the hive, storm the swarm, 
tease the bees. <laughs> this is going to sting a little. Or ask not for whom the bell tolls. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I've not finished. I've finished. Oh, sorry, carry on. Ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for B. <laughs> that one was definitely an Alice special. <laughs> what was number what was number one again? Survive the hive. Survive the hive, storm the Swarm. Tease the bees. This is gonna sting a little, and that's not for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for B. This is gonna sting a little. Yes! Oh, 20p! Come on, the kids can get new P. shoes! <laughs> <laughs> really shitty shoes. Really shitty shoes. <laughs> 20p in the pri- price oh, front end. Oh. Yeah, you're storming it now. Uh, trivia. Mm. It was also released in the UK as Waspinado. Oh. And in Japan as Zombie. Oh. Yeah, both of which much better names than Tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Okay. Are you ready for a quick fire round? Yes. It's common for low-budget productions to have titles that sound similar to more famous films. I'm going to read out some movie titles that sound suspiciously like I Spit on Your Grave, and you have to say real or not real. Oh, okay. And yeah. to get the point, you have to get more than half of them right. Okay. Because that's, you know, that's just... That's fair, yeah. yeah. But we could do it as a quick fire round. Okay. I spill your guts. True. I spit on your guts. False. I dig your grave. True. I dance on your grave. True. I spit on your remains. False. <laughs> I spit on your face. False. I shit on your face. False. <laughs> I shit on your grave. True. <laughs> I shit on your corpse. True. I piss on your corpse. <laughs> I drip blood on your corpse. False. I drip blood on your grave. True. <laughs> Right, I was laughing so much, I'm sure I missed some that you got right. Can you remember what answers you gave? I mean, I could have a go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a point, Anne, because that's my fault for not, for not adjudicating correctly. Do you want to hear the ones that were real? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh, boy. So the real ones were, I spill your guts... <laughs> Which one's making you laugh? I think it was when we got into the shitting. <laughs> you know, when I was reading them out loud, because obviously I'd written this, like, by myself, and yeah. I was reading them out loud, I thought, ooh, I shit on your face. Have I gone a bit far now? <laughs> right. The real ones are, I spill your guts, yep. I spit on your remains, I piss on your corpse, <laughs> and I drip blood on your grave. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I apologise, and that was barbaric. Have another 10p for the prize. <laughs> Thanks. I also do think I got all of those wrong, by the way. <laughs> no, you definitely got at least three right. And Did some I? of the ones that you said were false were false. Oh, okay. But yeah, I was just yeah, laughing yeah. too hard to <laughs> make a note of them. Yeah. Oh, I probably, I got a proper belly ache from that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It- <laughs> Do you know if that, I, I don't know how if that's going to make for good podcast material. I make a call. I think it definitely will. Okay. Oh. Question four. Yeah. Here's the IMDb plot summary. A disgruntled fast food chef goes on a murderous rampage with a sledgehammer 
collecting the kneecaps of his victims. Is it called Slaughter Pounder? <laughs> Is it called Slaughter Pounder with Knees? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it called The Chicken McNutter? <laughs> yeah. Is it called Bacon Double Cheese Murder? Is it called Slayer McCheese? <laughs> or wildcard scenario, did I make it up? Oh. Do you know what? I'm going to go with you made it up. I did make yes! it up. Yes! Another 10p. You've got 40p in the wow. prize from Dan. And, and obviously there's no tagline because it's not a real film. Did you try and make one? I'm, I'm not sure how we could do right or wrong with that. <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, because they'd all be wrong. <laughs> they'd all be wrong. Okay, question five. An explosion at a bakery causes bread to come to murderous life. I'm so full. <laughs> it's the thought of bread, isn't yeah, it? God, yeah. A handful of desperate folks seek refuge in a secluded farmhouse. That's the IMDb summary. Mm. Is it called Night of the Living Bread? <laughs> Baguette Out? Ooh. Paranormal Baptivity? That could be some new things. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I'm sure that actually there might be a porno version of Paranormal I'm sure there probably is. Uh, the Bungering. The Baking of Deborah Logan. <laughs> or did I make it up? What was the first one? Night of the Living Bread, Baguette Out, Paranormal Baptivity, The Bungering, The Baking of Deborah Logan, or did I make it up? Night of the Living Bread. Correct, Hannah. <laughs> Yeah, you've got 50p. Oh, my Lord. In the prize fund, yeah. Okay, the last round. So it's a quick fire round, context-free. I'm just going to say the name of the films. You've got to say real or not real. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Decapitarium. Real. Decapitorium. False. Zombie Christ. True. Chicken Gun. Real. Dr. Pump and Action. False. Slow Torture Puke Chamber. Real. Frankenstein's Great Aunt Tilly. <laughs> Real. The Big Old Boys of Beaver Town. False. The, ho- the Howling Three, the Marsupials. Real. The Howling Four, the Placental Mammals. Real. Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Real. Evil Bong. False. Attack of the Adult Babies. Real. Okay. What a mix. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got more than half of them right, actually. Oh, good. So do you want to hear which ones were real? Yeah, definitely. Decapitarium. Mm. uh, Zombie Christ. Yeah. Slow Torture Puke Chamber. Nice. Frankenstein's Great and Tilly. (laughs) I really want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. The Howling Three, the Marsupials. Mm. Evil Bong. Oh. And Attack of the Adult Babies. Wow. So I think you've got 60p in the prize fund. Oh and it all hinges God. on one question. Oh, God. Oh, I'll have to end it that bit back. <laughs> Very high stakes now. Right. We're going to do one question. Mm-hmm. It's a straightforward true or false, real or not real. Okay. And actually, this is quite hard. Oh. But don't forget, you've got 60p riding oh, on Oh, jeez. Okay. I'll take the money. <laughs> no, you can't. You get the money by getting this question right. So... In Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. a rapper turns to magic. Unfortunately, the spell goes wrong. 
His life descends into relentless body horror as his body parts, and especially his ears, grow to gigantic proportions, doomed by his choice of rap sobriquet. The name of the film is The Rise and Fall of Notorious BFG. (laughs) Is that a real film or not a real film? No, I think that's an Ellis special. (laughs) Is it not real? Not real. You've won 60p! Oh, well done. Let me get you 60p. It absolutely should be, though. Oh, right. That absolutely should be real. I'm going to have to give you a pound. I don't have... Well, don't wor- honestly, don't worry, because I still owe you. I've got, like, I think... How much do I owe you? Fifteen? You must take a All right, prize. I'll take my prize. There we go. One pound. Well yes! done. Yes! Oh, that is a sweet, sweet trophy. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. That was a... Yeah, that was a good round. What was your favourite pun of the night? Well, I think my favourite was the quick fire of shits because I that just made me absolutely howl. Yeah, we, so, we were both. That was a good moment. belly laugh. But I mean, they were always they're all top class as usual. Right. Well, that's the quiz over. <laughs> <laughs> um, what should we do next? Oh, yeah. We don't really have any backups now, do we? No. We had like a small list and then I think we've got, we came to a point where we were. We could do, maybe we'd do an old one. We probably are due an old one. Or a small low budget one. Yeah. I mean. Ooh, do you want to see what DVDs I've got? Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Let me see what DVDs I've bought. No. Um, because it would mean plugging in my DVD oh, yeah. player. Right, let's see what I've got in the pile of. Oh, hello. <clears throat> so these are indie British horrors. Mm-hmm. I've not seen them yet, but I'm quite excited about both of them. Okay. Do either of those take your fancy? We've got The Barge People. That's by Charlie Steeds. I really like his films. And The Fallow Field. They both look scary. Just going to see if one jumps off the page more than the other. So I think The Barge People is about people who go on a like a canal boat holiday. Ah, yeah. And they encounter these sort of mad fishmen. And then we've got the other one, which is... Can't remember what okay. that's about. It's called The Fallow Field, though. I think I, I think I had it recommended, picked it up. Right, do I have any other DVDs? I apologise to the listeners at home if I've gone quiet and walking around my flat looking for films. <laughs> so The Fallow Field seems to be about a guy who goes away somewhere but then wakes up alone in the wilderness and he can't remember the past week at all and then when he goes back everything falls apart the police are suspicious of him his wife thinks he's having an affair he's got like these nightmares but it's quite a mystery what's the cover look like the cover has a hand coming out of the ground okay that's promising yeah I've, i'm not because this doesn't sound good but i feel like i can see more what's going to go on in this so I'm, I'm leaning more towards the fallow field, just because I want to know what it's all about. Yeah, mm. okay. Oh, so we can go back to large people. Yeah, defo. So okay. should we go with the fallow field? And yeah. who's that by? Who is it by? Lee Dovey or Dovey. Dovey or Dovey. Dovey yeah. or Dovey, yeah. Yep, the fallow field. Brilliant. Thanks. I think that's us done. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more Midweek Horror. 
Don't get scared now. 